Ryan Fleming can help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Back for another edition of the Pilot's Advisor. Walter Schroll here with Ryan Fleming. He is the financial advisor and the pilot. And you can find him at retirepilots.com, serving you worldwide, helping you plan for retirement and your financial future. Uh, it's retirepilots.com. We'll tell you other ways how you can get in touch and other resources you can tap into as we go through the show today. Ryan, on the program today, we're going to level up our listeners' financial knowledge a little bit. We're going to talk about some of those top stock market topics, terms, strategies, and things like that that people have probably encountered, whether it just be you know, through general information they've learned from others, or maybe they've heard from an advisor before, or they've just done their own research. And uh, certainly some of these terms people will have come across, and we want to kind of help provide a little education on that front today and have a little fun learning about it. Doesn't mean uh, we're trying to get people to go out and trade stocks on their own after listening to one podcast episode today. That's not the mission, but more so to educate and, um, you know, just uh, provide a little bit of fun conversation today as well. So I'm looking forward to this. We're going to Well, that sounds great, Walter. I just want to make sure that you know we're, this is a podcast for pilots. So let's keep it a 30,000 <laughs> foot view, big picture. Uh, no different than I, I always laugh because I wore it a nice little subtle are, jab in there. That was, good. <laughs> yeah. that was good. Well, here's here's an even better jab. So a lot of my clients, you know, we're, a lot of us are we're in the military over time. And, and there's definitely a difference between an Air Force, a Marine, a Navy guy, you know, all the different services. And so I talk about when I write my books, I write it with a big, big crayon so that the all the Marines can understand what we're talking about. Man, so many digs to start off the show. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but you see, so you're qualified to make those digs. I can't. I can't. I can't make those. Well, I don't know if I'm qualified, but I, I do come out swinging because, you know, otherwise you're going to... You, the way the way our relationship is in the flying community, you got to fight back or you're going to get knocked out because everybody's jabbing back and forth nonstop. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I'd say you're uh, you're you're at least you know you're well qualified to make uh, to enter the arena and to enter the chat, so to speak, of uh, of these kinds of things. So I love it. Uh, well, let's dive into. So now some of these terms, you know, they may be a little on the technical side, but like Ryan said, we'll keep it high level. So, uh, you know, you often hear if you do any sort of stock stuff, you're going to hear these words like the bid and the ask. And I'm just curious, why why is the bid ask spread helpful? Um, what are those terms? Do I need to know them as somebody who's trying to prepare for retirement? What's the deal? Well, you you got technical there right away. I don't. Know I if didn't start with something soft. So. Some of the Marines out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I think about the big the bid and the ask and the spread, it, it's a necessary part of any market. And of course, we're talking about say stocks. If you're wanting to sell a stock, there's got to be somebody else out there that's willing to buy that stock. So you think it's time to sell? They think it's time to buy. But when we talk about the spread, that's what actually creates the market. There has to be a spread there or we're not going to have buyers and sellers coming together because somebody's going to get paid to do that transaction. And I think that's something that is no different than any other form of business out there. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. If we're talking about plumbing or, or uh, wholesalers or, I mean, you pick an industry, there's a spread there because there's got to be some sort of payment for that service to happen. That's what I think about when I think about a bid, bid and ask and then what that spread is. What do you think, Walter? That's helpful. Yeah, I'm, I'm viewing this from the standpoint of somebody who's maybe got a 401k or, you know, whatever through through work. 
Uh, maybe it's even in their own IRA, and they, you know, they're they're considering an ETF or a mutual fund or in, even individual stocks in those accounts. And so they're trying to pick, you know, what do I put my money into? What do I invest? And so they see these kinds of things like bid and ask, and some of the other terms we're going to uncover today. So that's the that's the base level financial, um, you know, kind of uh, education. I think we're trying to you know get at today. So good breakdown. Of that. So basically, like if you have a hundred dollars to invest, you might only be able to buy ninety-seven dollars worth of stuff because there's going to be a little bit of a spread there for the market makers, and that's that's a thing, a way to think about it. Okay, that's helpful. All right, is it important if people understand if we're in a bull market or a bear market? Perhaps I should have started with that question if we're talking about high-level things. That's a little bringing it back down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. We're, we 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 dropped down to ten thousand feet. We're back up to thirty thousand now. Right? Yeah. Well, and it, I guess the bigger thing to understand is people talk in an in the investment world about a bull or a bear, and if you have no interest in this type of stuff at all, you probably don't even know what we're talking about. So we are currently in a bear market, and what a bear market means is the technical term is that the market's down more than twenty percent. But that's even been debated here recently. What, what does a bear market actually mean? Markets, I, I like to think of them like a sine wave or there's a market cycle where markets are either going up or they're going down or they're wait, transitioning. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. You accuse me of being too technical and then you drop sine wave on us? <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> okay, so let's start over. <laughs> I, had, I, I had to jab you back on that one. No, I, I, and I'm glad you did. You had to bring me back down to reality here. So, so a bull market means the market's going up. A bear market means the market's going down. We'll leave it at that. The bulls and the bears. The, the uh, way I always uh, remember that, when I had trouble remembering what the bear was and what the bull was, the bear's going into hibernation, right? Going, going to hide. The bull's aggressive. The bull's out front. The bulls are running. So kind of think of it in, the, in those terms if you're trying to keep yeah, them straight. Which, one's mean, to... which one means up? Which one means down? Yeah, and I actually just did a webinar on on a bull market, or excuse me, on a bear market, and and how to handle the bear and techniques for wh- what you should be doing in a bear market. So if you haven't seen it, uh, the webinar has been sent out to my prospects and clients, and we'll have a link to it on the show notes because Walter gets paid the big bucks to do stuff like that. Hey, I love it. Look at you promoting the show notes. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Go, uh, go check out the show notes. The description will link to the webinar right there so you can go see it and check it out uh, about being in a bear market and what to do. All right, so good good 30,000-foot view of that one. All right, let's talk about uh, trading trading strategies at a very high level. So I think anybody like maybe getting into the retirement realm, Ryan, has heard about like you know buying and holding, a buy and hold strategy. But then people may have been introduced to swing trading, or certainly we've all heard the term day trading, a day trader, those kinds of things. Which ones of these strategies should people pay attention to? Do you use all or only some of these? Uh, what, talk to us a little bit about trading strategies and philosophies. In general, I try to teach pilots to not speculate and gamble with their money. Pilots are really, really good at speculating and gambling with their money. Not a good long-term strategy, and with that being said, you should always have a long-term strategy. So we don't want to stock pick, we don't want to market time, and we don't want to chase returns. With all those being said, your portfolio should have a more buy and hold strategy, a more passive strategy, but that doesn't mean that there's not active management in it based off situations or a small portion of reallocating or rebalancing um, your portfolio. Um, stock picking, day trading, crypto, 
these are terms you want to stay away from. These are things that are truly talking about speculating and gambling with your money where there could be some big wins, but in most cases, the data supports that there's big losses for the long term. Okay. So just be careful if you hear, oh, this is the best strategy. Boom. Uh, don't just follow it blindly. These things mean mean very wide, uh, mean different things, uh, very wide chasms between when you should implement them, how to implement them, some you should never implement, um, lots of those kinds of things. So talk to your advisor about those different strategies for sure. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place. And I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com and look right there on the homepage. You'll be able to click get my free toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's Retirement Toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. Uh, all right. Is there a big difference between, oh, this is this is a question for me, Ryan. I've always wondered this one. Not really wondered it, but just never understood it maybe very well. Didn't take the time. NASDAQ. We hear NASDAQ. We hear the Dow is doing X, Y, and Z. The S&P 500 is up or down, those kinds of things. Is there a big difference between all those different markets? And I know there's many, many more if we went international or went smaller scale. There's a bunch of these quote-unquote markets out there. So what's the best way to understand the differences between all of these? Yeah, and I, I actually have to explain this to advisors, or not advisors, but clients many, many times. Because they might say, well, the Dow's did this. Why did my portfolio not do that? Or the, the S&P did this. Why did my portfolio not do this or that? Unfortunately, in the U.S., we have the Dow, which is an average of, I think it's still 30 of the biggest stocks out there. And it's supposed to give us a running average of what the market's doing on any particular day. Or the S&P 500, which is always on the news. And that's 500 stocks that we follow that are U.S. large cap stocks to see what, where the market's going. However, in the grand scheme of things, that is such a small, small percentage of what the, the market actually is. Uh, more than 50% of the market is overseas. Nobel Prize winning research tells you that you should only have a small portion in US large cap stocks. So what we see on TV day to day is not necessarily what's in your portfolio. So what the S&P is not gonna give you an accurate picture of exactly what your portfolio is going to do. It's a small peek into the window of a certain asset class of stocks, and that would be U.S. large cap. So um, I don't know if I've done a good job of explaining it, Walter, but just know that, that you need to understand what, what you're talking about when you talk about the Dow or the S&P or even the NASDAQ, which is the NASDAQ is going to be a lot more it's about 3,500, I think, listings now, which has a lot of small and value stocks, a lot more tech stocks with the NASDAQ. But, but it's a great topic to talk about because I, I get asked this often, and you realize the limited knowledge of an, an investor to truly know what we're actually talking about with each one of those terms. Fantastic. Yeah, I know we could probably Not do a whole I, podcast I I about it. Well, oh, I think in the, absolutely. you I did a great job answering everybody. it in, in today's 30,000-foot view context. But yeah, we could, you could spend a whole, a whole day talking about that with somebody, I'm sure. So, well, I did my best. I probably confused everybody. And maybe we should do a whole podcast on that at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's a good one. We'll write that down. Future idea for sure. Um, let's talk about volume. 
uh, that's another term you're going to hear in the you know investing financial world. If you've ever even just kind of looked at your your four hundred one k and looked at some of the investments in there, you might see the word volume pop up. So, is that important to investing in the stock market? And then, is it important to the folks that you're working with in terms of retirement preparation and picking their investments in their portfolio? Well, Walter, I think we should look at this shiny new object, and we're going to go back to the show notes. Okay, we're going to talk about the show notes again because you know what I thought would be a great it. thing to I do. <laughs> we should actually have a link. And of course, I'm creating more work for Walter right now. But we should have a link to the NASDAQ, a link to the Dow, and a, a link to the S&P so that our, that our listeners can actually see exactly what it tracks. We'll link to each of those. Yeah, absolutely. Those will be in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Back to volume. Volume. Uh, Walter <laughs> wanted to talk about volume in the stock market. Um, how much trading is going on or is everybody on the sidelines sitting on their hands is the way I'd think about it. How active is that market acting? And, and what I want to bring up with this, the markets have evolved so much that there's so much computer trading going on and there's so many like different levels where there, a sell-off might happen. And I, it's actually causing these huge swings in the market day to day. And I think it's important for people to realize why things are that much more volatile at times now. It's not like it used to be where you wrote on a piece of paper, here, I'm going to go sell this stock now and somebody else is going to buy it. So many things are happening instantaneously and there's so much computer trading going on that it has a lot more of a slippery slope type mentality. So with that being said, understanding that and also not allowing yourself to get too emotional with what is going on in the market is very important. There's a reason emotions come up over uh, the term over the course of almost every episode. There's some mention of emotions or an element of emotions because they do play such a big role in uh, in any financial discussion. Let's talk about shorting. You, you'll hear somebody say they're going to short the market. I'm curious uh, if that's something that people should know what it is, how to do it, or what the impact might be on their portfolio. Yeah, um, this is a tough one too, but like. I think the best thing to do is go watch that movie, The Big Short, because not only is it a fantastic movie, but I think you'll truly get an idea of what it means to short the market. Shorting the market or short selling is when you think that the market's going to go down. So you're, bar you're borrowing a security at a price that you think is going to fall, and, um, and then you want to buy it back later at a better price. So you're selling it now because you know that it's going to go down and then you're probably going to buy back into the market at a lower price. So you're, you're, you're th you think the market's going to go down. Is that, is that the best way yeah, to explain it? Yeah, it's like uh, the stock market uh, goes two directions. You can bet on it going up and you can also bet on it going down, right? You, you've got two different, you can play it both ways if you wanted to. Yeah. And the best way to, if I would say, what is short selling? I would say short selling occurs when an investor borrows a security sells it on the open market, planning to buy it back later for less money because they think it's going to go down. It's putting in a bet that the market's going to go down. Okay, very good. No, I think that, again, a whole episode could be done on that one topic, I'm sure. But like you said, go, go watch The Big Short because they've been event, essentially, uh, one of their big dilemmas in that movie, right, is they're saying, look, if we make this bet, we're essentially not just betting on like one individual stock to have a temporary downfall. In that movie, they're really faced with we're betting against the American economy as a whole. Like we win if the yeah. economy fails. Like, are we comfortable with that? Like that, that, you know, it feels yeah. icky, <laughs> right? Well, so. and that's, and that's what's where you can really get yourself into trouble with markets, but then you start doing puts and calls and options trading and leveraging. And, and these are all things that 
you probably don't want to do and especially don't want to do if you don't even know what it is. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to get into the weeds on all those things because it's not things that I want to have the average investor even think about because yep. they're in most cases, once again, you're back in that realm of speculating and gambling with your money. You're sitting at the roulette table, you're sitting at the blackjack table and the far majority of the people, well, we'll just leave it at this. Uh, do you guys, do you think casinos make a lot of money? Yes, I do. Hmm. Okay, well, you don't want to be sitting at that table when you're looking at your when you're gambling with your retirement and you're gambling with your whole family's financial future. Yeah, picture Wall Street as a casino, and uh, that should help put it in better perspective for you, right? I, I would agree. Let's follow the rules. Let's be unemotional, and let's not do things that are going to hurt ourselves or our family. Thank you for uh, letting us take the plane up and down from thirty thousand feet to, to five thousand feet every once in a while, and. Ooh, I thought you were going to mention beta and gamma and delta there for a moment. Not not the kind of delta that a lot of our listeners would be familiar with, but the the other kind of delta. We, we would have been flying real low at that point. We would have been we would have been hearing the pull up, pull up if we. Had <laughs> had there you go, Walter. Look at you bringing it all together. <laughs> I've watched some flight movies before. I, I can you know I can pretend. I've got a I've got a, a brother in law who's a pilot, so you know I can pick up a little vernacular well, your here. Your brother in law even flies for Delta Airlines, right? Exactly. Yes, you're exactly right. So. Okay. Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, Well, look, if you've got questions about something we talked about today, I know this was a little bit different outside the box episode. We talked about some pretty deep stuff, maybe stuff you'll never get into on your own. And that might be a good thing for most of you listening. Um, Sometimes, especially if you're getting close to retirement, you don't need to be playing these games, playing playing the stock market like it's a gambling routine. It's a different mindset. I feel like that's the big underscore here. You can be aware of these things. It's healthy to have knowledge in the financial world. We don't want to hide any of that away from you, but know what's a good fit for you. And often, I think this is probably the bottom line for the folks that you work with, Ryan. A lot of these terms today, good to know them, but they're not a fit. They're not important. You don't even have to live in that world to experience retirement success. And that's kind of a key takeaway because sometimes it's the games you don't play that uh, lead you to success rather than the ones you do play. Well, absolutely. And I feel like too many investors don't know what they don't know. And that's why they do need an advisor to help them get prepared for retirement. And since you brought it up, another thing that we can throw in the show notes, since Walter said, pull up, pull up, and all our pilots out there know what knows what a GPWS is, ground proximity warning system. So once again, you don't need to know everything that's out there and all the details behind it, but just make sure that you're staying within, you're coloring within the lines you're not gambling with your money. You're not speculating with your money. And a good advisor is going to help you to do all those things and not make emotional decisions with your money. Uh, please reach out to me if you'd like us to analyze your portfolio and try to show you a better way. Everyone out there, fly safe. I'll give you the ways to get in touch with Ryan. You can call or text him at 843-475-3038, or you can go to retirepilots.com. We'll also put Ryan's email in the show notes. So however you're comfortable reaching out, lots of ways to do it. Don't hesitate if you've got any questions on your mind. Uh, and uh, Ryan would love to hear from you and talk to you a little bit about that. For Ryan and Walter, we'll see you next time right back here on the Pilots Advisor. Thanks for listening. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.